Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast. This week, I'm excited to introduce another guest to talk about marketing, or at least I think that's what we're going to be talking about today. So my guest today is Hannah Robb of Hound Social. Hannah is a marketing consultant who specializes in Instagram and LinkedIn. So first of all, welcome, Hannah. Hi, Marie. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am very good, thank you. So let me start off. Can you tell us actually what you do and how you got started in doing this? So I um, I'm an Instagram trainer, uh, first and foremost, but I also help a lot of companies um, with their marketing and content strategy. Um, uh, my background is all in uh, marketing for um, creative agencies in London. Um, and then I sort of had to evolve that with, um, with having children um, and did marketing recruitment. And then I ran a creative school in Brixton. And it was then that I realized that um, the real sort of power of social media um, I was working with all of the industry, advertising industry, and I had to um, sort of learn myself um, how to use LinkedIn, how to use Instagram, how to use all the different tools, the social media tools. And I just thought, gosh, you know, this is really powerful and I want to know how to do it properly, like really properly. Um, so when I was moving out of London to Kent, I upskilled. Um, uh, in, and specialised um, in social media training and also social media management. But I've subsequently dropped that from my um, from my sort of skill set. <laughs> Brilliant. So you've been involved in marketing a long time. How do you think it's changed over the years? I, gosh, how has it changed? I mean, one thing that, and obviously why I, why I do what I do. Um, one thing that has really changed is the speed of getting to know, like, and trust your audience. Um, years ago, it would take a long time. You'd have, you know, um, above the line, you'd have TV advertising, outdoor advertising, you know, print. Um, now, you know, you've got social media um, and all different levels of it. And um, it's where you can really engage and have that direct communication with your audience if you know really, you know, who they are, who you're talking to, what problems that you help, you know, you help to solve. So, I mean, some bits of, and sort of not changed as in you've got to have that real insight into your audience and what you offer um so that hasn't changed but the speed with which you can affect that audience um is really has really changed and it's, it's much faster i guess that's true it's funny because often we think that social media doesn't give the results quick enough for us but actually if you compare it to what was pre-social media yeah. then it is very different isn't it I think there's always that thing because we're all so busy just moving on, moving on, aren't we? And it's then that becomes your new reality. And you don't necessarily, you're not stopping to look back and go, golly, that used to take, you used to get door drops and how many of those went in the bin? You know, how much of your marketing budget was wasted there, you know, depending on your brand. So, um, you know, face-to-face, -face, you know, event marketing, um, you know, what results, what tangible results necessarily did you get back from that? I don't know. But you know, when you've got social media and you've got DMs and you've got stories and you've got all of that, you know, you are then suddenly going from somebody to starting to follow you to having a direct con conversation with them. 
Though it is, really, yeah, when you do think about it, you go, actually, we're probably a bit demanding, are we? And we go, actually, it is quite fast. If yeah, you're doing it right, if you know what you're doing. Well, I, I, want, I want to come on to that because what do you think it's important for, for small businesses to understand when it comes to marketing? You touched on actually knowing who your client is. Can we, can we talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think business owners in general or, you know, businesses, you can be, you can get a wee bit carried away in thinking, um, what do I want? What does my business want? And actually, it's all about your audience. It's about their needs and their, and, and how you solve those or, or their problems and how you solve them. And I think it's sort of switching, reframing. So it's not, what do I need? What am I doing? I'm putting out a new mailer. I'm putting out a new course. It's, you know, how is that going to help them? So you're switching it up and you're seeing everything from their point of view. Um, and I think that you really need to have proper insight into your audience and what their problems are. And is what you're doing actually going to help them? And are they going to find it helpful? And in fact, you can use social media, dif different tools within it, to actually find out what their real problems are if you are unsure. So you can almost do your own focus groups that we used to do in the old days. Um, but you can do it yourself online, which again is an amazing tool. So how would you go about doing something like that if you're a solopreneur? So, I mean, you would really use your stories really for those focus groups because you can have polls and questions. So um, obviously you would need to have built some sort of proper engagement with your audience and, and built that trust to a level that they're actually going to respond. And, you know, depending on that relationship, you can say, hey, guys, I really need this help. Can you ask me? Or what are you struggling with at the moment? Or, you know, what's your greatest desire? Or depending on what you're trying to find out. And you're, you're amazed that people do respond. They do tell you what they want and they do then add extra value. And then you can then refine your offering or refine how you're talking about it, what your keywords are, you know, which actually then resonate and will bring results back. Yeah, that's, that's very good advice. I think one of the things that we often don't do enough of as small business owners is actually listen and listen to what people are telling us because um, I agree asking directly is a great way to go about it but sometimes people are telling us anyway and we just don't we, we just don't hear it yeah I think that can be true I think but again that's a, I think that's sometimes a bit of a mindset thing so you're so busy doing what you think you need to be doing or doing what you want you're not listening to go actually how am I helping them what do they want what are they think so again it sort of goes back to really knowing and listening and knowing your, your target audience and I just think you know, and always tracking back, you know, the so what. If you're posting, so what, why should they listen? Why should they care? What does it mean to them? So and sometimes it might just be funny humor and that's fine because that's also a great, you know, when, when you are, you know, social media is social because you, you're in conversation and you're having a reciprocal relationship per se. Um, and so sometimes, yeah, it will just be funny, but other times, you know, it will be educational. And, but it's only educational if you really know what you, they want education, educating on. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, a lot of my clients tell me they have a bit of a uh, love-hate relationship with social media yeah. and, and, and probably Instagram in particular yeah. and Facebook, actually, to be fair. And we, we touched before we had this call, actually, on my, my relationship with LinkedIn. But in your opinion, is it worth it for small business owners to invest the time in 
learning the platforms and then also actually being on the platforms. Okay, so I'm always very honest with my client. So say they come to me and they're on three or four different platforms. I will really get to the bottom of who, what, what, you know, who they are, what service they, whatever, you know, provide and whether or not they need to be on all platforms. So I don't believe in wasting time being on platforms for the sake of it. So number one, that I really don't think anyone should be. Okay, so is it worth it? So once you've done that sort of, that check whether you really should be whether your target audience are on that platform um yeah i think it is but i think for me for me i'm like all about sort of technical know-how so i want to shortcut things so if someone can show me if they have all the experience and they can show or tell me then i'm going to expedite my skill set in getting the results that i desire for my business so if you know it's like anything everyone says you know it's easy if you know how mm-hmm. so um, which is why I do what I do. I want to help people who, to drive their business themselves if they want to, or know when someone else might be doing it, but know when they're not doing it properly. So it's, it is, I think it's definitely worth um, understanding in whichever they, what they want to. I mean, if they want to just learn on YouTube, they can, but it will take exponentially longer than if they said, right, okay, tell me, this is what I, these are, this is what I want to do. Tell me the quickest way to get it or the best way to get it. And um, so I'd say it's definitely worth an investment. And um, again, it is always changing. So there's always going to be updates and it is a live uh, thing that, you know, there's always some updates, especially on Instagram at the moment. But Definitely. And, and when we're doing lots of other things in our business, it's very hard to keep up to date with those yourself. And I know certainly one thing I've benefited from enormously is actually being able to talk to people who really are up to date on these platforms and it's not just knowing the tips and techniques but it's also knowing what's working now because that changes a lot over time I and mean, we've certainly seen the emergence of reels for example and i don't know carousels as well on instagram i'm i'm hearing that they're they're having a bit of a resurgence as well to be fair with the um um i sort of you know the the different sort of uh, content formats so obviously you've got um you've got carousels or multi-posts um, you've got the single post, which now um, is prioritized with audio um, and you've got reels. Um, there's still obviously video, um, uh, but, and obviously then stories. So you've got all of those. I liken them to, if you were an artist and wanted a different, wanted a certain um, effect, you would use a different brush. So, you know, they're tools, they're tools in order to get certain results. And you need a mixture of all of them in order to really um, use the platform properly in order to get your business results. And it's understanding what they do. So if I use that, what, why is that so good? So, for example, you, you talk about carousel posts. So they're the only um, format that is shown to the same audience twice. So that piece of content gets a double hit. That is the only um, format that does it. Um, so there's also, there's a tactic in the first and second slide. So what they should say and how, you know, wayfinding with that. So, because if you think that those, your first and your, your second um, post on a multi-post are the ones that your audience are going to get to see. Then what's the journey you're taking them on and what messaging are you giving them? So, um, but I mean, Reels, Reels are the only platform that are shown to everybody. Mm. They don't have to be following you. So hence why they're so good for reach. And I think that's obviously the one that people struggle with the most because it's a video format. And I know you've just done a Reels workshop. I'm assuming you will be doing another one in, in the future. Um, but what are the 
what do you say to people who are very hesitant about using reels and finding they take them too long, which I must admit was me at the weekend when I was attempting to do some reels. And yeah, let's just say it wasn't playing ball. It wasn't, I didn't want to do them. It was the tech that was <laughs> frustrating me. But what do you say to people who, who struggle with reels? What are some of the tips that you can give them? Um, I think when um, you're struggling with reels, it's about almost stripping it back and take, making it really simple. Um, and to be honest, it does go back to your messaging a bit again. So it's not saying that the actual video editing side or the images have to be really complicated because if your message is on the money, is right for your audience, you can literally put that over a lovely piece of film, mm -hmm. which is just one tiny piece of short video content you might have um, videoed, I don't know, on a holiday or down the road or on a, a dog. Um, again, it will depend, obviously, on who your audience and what sector you're in. But reels don't have to be complicated. If you've got some different pictures, you can easily put them together with this very simple transition. Um, and, um, and it's how your, your images team up with um, a hook or a call to action as well. So I think one of the things that came out of the workshop that we just did is actually that that magic ingredients of or magic relationship which is yes your images and the videoing which can be quite simple if you're just if you you know you want to make it easy that's that that's what you want to do um but it's how how what does where does where do you position your text what does your text say where does it lead them and then how do you finish that off what do you want what's your intention in posting and what do you want your audience to do so what's your call to action is it to go to the link in my bio is it to download a pdf is it just to say comment in the you know um give their opinion in the in the in the comments and oh, that's really helpful thank you um can we move on to talk about more traditional forms of marketing and perhaps networking in particular because we well, i'm not sure how we met but we certainly met at a networking event i'm not sure whether we'd met in person before that and obviously we got to know each other over social media but um I've seen you at a, a couple of events recently. Can we talk about why it's useful to go to networking events like that? Oh, my God. I mean, I think there's nothing like meeting somebody face-to-face -face is there. I mean, I think going back into that sort of thing has just really, um, uh, I don't know, reignited my belief in it. But I think a lot of people are doing it in a much nicer way. It's not so you know, transactional is actually about getting to know people, like actually understanding, you know, um, you know, what, what you do as a business owner, how you work and how you work with your clients and does that align to my values? That's how I, see how, how I go about networking. So if I feel that we offer, we've got sort of similar values and, you know, um, and are authentic in what we do, then I think, oh, actually, I think she's rather good. And actually maybe, I work with lots of people who need a recommendation for a website person. So then I think, well, actually, I'd be happy to recommend her. So, you know, because I so so the way when I meet, even if I, you know, I love meeting people and I about them anyway, but, you know, it's, I do also think of that as going, oh, God, yeah, I could recommend that person to one of my clients and things like that. So um, meeting people face to face, getting a sense of them, hearing them talk about what they do, seeing their passion or all of that sort of side of thing. Um, I think it's so important. I, I agree completely. And it's interesting when I look back at where I've got clients from and it is those relationships that I've built up 
usually where I've met them in person. And then we continue to follow each other over social media, for example. And it might be that they've seen a website that I've done for somebody that they know. And it's lots of little things, but actually meeting them in person has been really quite crucial to that, I think. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I'm so grateful that there's so, you know, around here, we've got some, you know, really lovely sort of um, networking, you know, possibilities and events or co-working spaces as well, where you also obviously get to get the opportunity to meet other, other business owners. Yeah, definitely. We are very lucky because I still have not actually managed to get up the courage to go to, for example, a Chamber of Commerce meeting. Um, <laughs> and it's lovely that we have alternatives to those yeah. kind of things. So I think there really is something something for everybody in terms of the different types of networking meetings that you can you can go to and, and you can, you know, take your dog and go to networking meetings as well um, as, you know, some of the evening ones and, and daytime ones that there are around. They're so good. I went to one um, and it was sort of a fit called Fit for Business. Um, and it was last year and it was so brilliant. It was like, you sort of, it was a six week course and you had different walks. You could take your dog if you wanted. Um, and then we stopped and did sort of certain, I suppose, um, business development or self-development types of exercises, so, uh, you know, along the whole, the whole six weeks. And, um, and the people, I met someone there who I then ended up getting to help me as a virtual PA. So, you know, it's, it is that thing face to face and you just think, oh, actually, yeah, I, I really trust them and actually they can help me. Yeah. So it's really good. Definitely. And I guess a dog can either be a, a secret weapon or a complete hindrance, depending on how they behave. Absolutely. I, I, I only took her a few times, but it was lovely when, when she was, when she was on form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I could quite trust Barney. Um, and one of the things which I'm aware that you do, and I don't know whether this came about through people that you met with through networking, is that you collaborate with other people. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how those kind of things have come about? Yeah, no, I mean, collaboration is definitely something um, and sort of connecting people. So even when I was running the school in Brixton, I was always, I'd see and meet all these people and I'd get, oh my God, you need to talk to this person and this person, you've got the same goals and all that stuff. So I really love connecting others, but I also love connecting with people myself, obviously, because I'm a real believer in like sometimes two heads is like, can be better than one, you know, and, but you can also make it more fun and different people resonate with different people. So if there's two of you, you can, you've got two different ways your heads work so you can help you know, a broader, um, people in a broader way. So, I mean, I sort of, I'm going to be collaborating actually or doing, um, a piece with, um, uh, Charlotte, the needy greedy who, who's, um, doing a sort of a cooking thing with her, obviously working with Helen was great on the reels workshop. Um, and then also working with Slee, um, photographer, sorry, photography and, and quality of images is key to, uh, to putting yourself out there, um, on social media. So. I think collaboration, again, it, when you can start that process, you know, via, you know, messaging and DMing on Instagram or LinkedIn, um, but then really solidifying, you know, when you have your coffee or if you are, are meeting at a, at a, at a network, in face-to-face networking as well. So, Because one of the things which I've seen quite a lot of is people collaborating with others who have a similar target audience, but are doing something different. So like you say, the, the photography. But what I see less often, which I love that you and Helen are doing, is two people who operate in a similar space and who some might say are competitors, 
actually working together to deliver something. And I think that really is a case of two heads better than one. Yeah, I think, I think the thing is when you work, um, when you work on your own, you've got your own business and you work at home quite a lot. Um, I think it's really lovely to get to work with somebody, you know, in the same space and actually, um, you know, you can knock ideas around and, you know, things are changing all the time. And, and I think, you know, it's really, it really is that collaboration over competition. I really do live and breathe that. And I think Helen and I, and she obviously does as well. And I think Helen and I collaborating was really that, which I, I love. And I think is, you know, the same, whether you're on Instagram, you know, in person. So, yeah. And I loved your collaborative reels where you were sort of, I don't know, clicking fingers and jumping in and out. It's, uh, that looked like you were having a lot of fun. Um, can we talk about your business for a moment and how you actually get clients? Because we talked about a lot of different forms of marketing, but what works for you? So mine, mine's a bit of a rep. It's probably like anybody. Um, so it's the range. So um, a lot is by recommendations, um, whether that sort of, yeah. So a lot of my work is from still from recommendations. And then also some is for Instagram, obviously. And then lately I've been getting more from LinkedIn, which is great. Um, so um, it's really those three Um I mean, I've got my corporate client who's Winkworth. So I sometimes work with some of those offices from that, but that's obviously, so my business is with the, the sort of the main head office, so to speak. Um, and then uh, they pay me to train the other offices who are franchises. And then I sometimes work with them individually. So it's a range. Yeah. And actually, can we talk just briefly about LinkedIn and how does that differ from Instagram? Because before we came on, before we hit record, we were talking about the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm reasonable on Instagram, but I, 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 I feel very hesitant when it comes to, to LinkedIn. So what are some of the differences in terms of the approach that we need to take with LinkedIn? Because I suspect a lot of my listeners are, are similar in terms of, or maybe they can tell me actually, maybe they can DM me and tell me um, whether I've hit the nail on the head here or whether I'm far from the mark. But um, I get the, the impression that they're keener on Instagram than they are on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, they're quite different platforms, aren't they, really? Um, uh, Instagram is, I would say, obviously a lot more informal, although LinkedIn, obviously, sort of since COVID has become a lot more informal, actually. But it's still, I'd say, LinkedIn is more akin to your in-person networking event, whereas um, Instagram might be a co-working space and something much more informal. I don't know whether that's quite the right analogy, but that's sort of what springs to mind. Um, LinkedIn is really about listening and about engaging with other people's content um where um and you you know the level of posting that you need to do and the way in which you do it um is definitely different to um instagram um i mean instagram you know the more you put the more you the more you put in the more you get out really because you have to work with the algorithm and with it wants everybody to be like friends and family so the more you're interacting and the more it's timely, so, um, you know, the more you're going to grow. Um, and then utilizing all the different types of format content, you know, content format that we spoke about, you're going to grow exponentially faster. Whereas LinkedIn, I'd say is almost, maybe it's a bit quality, not quantity in the same way. I don't know. It's, does that make any sense? 
It, it does. And certainly the conversation we were having before we came on, on, on air, um, I think but maybe by the time this comes out, I'll be a bit braver and have actually overcome my uh, LinkedIn hesitation. But certainly, I think you're right, probably doing more of the engagement on LinkedIn and less posting. And, and the posting, I guess, is more showing your authority on LinkedIn as well, whereas Instagram is much more about not just showing your authority, but showing your personality as well. It, it is. I mean, the, the thought leadership opportunity on LinkedIn is where it's at. So if you're wanting to be invited to do podcasts or to speak at an event or things like that, that's often where, you know, you're raising your profile and your thought leadership on LinkedIn. So if that's where your aspiration is and that's what you want to do and where who you want to be involved with, well, that's what it, you will curate who you follow, who you engage with and what you want to do. So um, that's where a lot of those opportunities lie. Um, not saying they don't exclusively, that they don't um, on Instagram at all, but you will find a slightly different level of opportunity in that area on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you for that. Um, now, like many of my listeners, you run a business, obviously, but you've got other responsibilities as well. Can, how can you manage that? Um, how do I manage? Yeah, we've got, so um, I've got an Airbnb at my house and we're also refurbing a house down in Canberra. And we, so that's another Airbnb that is coming to, um, and it's nearly at the end. Um, and then we also have some buy to let things. So it's pretty tricky. So things do go wrong. And obviously two children and a job. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I think it's just, yeah, you have to, it's, it's chunking time. I'm constantly working on it, if I'm honest. Um, so I don't know about you, but I, you know, it's literally, I think I'm getting it a bit right. And the next thing I go, oh my goodness, you know, something else happens. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely being organized. It's chunking time. Um, and, um, and I think exercise for me is prioritizing that in my diary if i exercise then i'm a better person at work that's that's interesting to hear that's something which i don't prioritize so maybe that's where i'm going wrong <laughs> i don't think so. i would yeah. like to prioritize it but once i've walked the dog in each day i feel like oh that's it i'm done <laughs> yeah i know what you mean do i <laughs> um before we get on to our final couple of questions, can you let people know where they can find you, your your website and see your social handles as well? Um, yes, so I'm um, handsocial.co.uk, Instagram, uh, handsocial, um, and then LinkedIn, I am Hannah Rob. I mean, I do have handsocial on LinkedIn, but really it's Hannah Rob. Um, it's where you'll find me. Great. And I will put the links to those in the show notes so people can can find you. Um, so final couple of questions. What are your favorite podcasts to listen to? Doesn't have to be business related. Yeah. Um, so I, I know what well, I love podcasts. Oh my God. Um, we're on dog walks and like that. But, um, I do quite like, I started to listen for a change, um, to, um, it's actually conversations of inspiration, you know, with Holly, Holly, Holly Tucker. yeah, Holly Tucker. So I was actually supposed to go to her live in person conversations of inspiration, but then COVID it got it got um cancelled. And I just I think I'm a bit of a an inspiring shop owner, always have been. Um and I just love her. But she's it's a bit like, you know, with um How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. I love that also because your real life journeys of people and actually how we all learn by so called failing. Um 
and um, by mistakes. And it is that's that social media, live learning. You've got to do it in order to learn, in order to improve. So, um, but um, conversations of inspiration. Some of the people in the businesses she um, uh, she interviews are just so inspiring. I love it. But it's really good to have a break from thinking just about social media or just about wellness. So I used to always listen to Dr. Chatterjee and things like that as well. Yeah. So um, it's good to have a different, I don't know, listen to something a bit different. Uh, definitely. It's interesting because I've heard a few of hers, but I've not listened to one for a while and it seems to have dropped off my list of podcasts to listen to. So I'm going to have to go back. I didn't realise you were still doing them, actually. I'm going to have to go back and have a listen. It's always good when you find a, a podcast that you that's that's got a, a lot of um, episodes that you've not listened to and you can just go and binge uh, the yeah. ones that you really that really look interesting. Yeah, no. So, thank you for that. And um, your favourite business book? Um, so my favourite business book, well, there are lots, but the one um, I tend to recommend quite a lot um, recent, in, you know, more recently is um, uh, do, uh, it's, well, the David Hayek um, book, um, Do You Open? And it's about email, email marketing. Um, and it's, you know, there's so, it's, it's really easy to do email marketing wrong. I know I'm it's not it's not my total expertise, but I do. Um, in the old days, people were using it all the time, and everyone got so spammed out by emails from different brands. They all they unsubscribed, rightly so. Um, but when you now with our busy, busy world, to get that cut through and to have someone actually open your email, that's like a one-to-one conversation again, and you've got that dwell time, that that simple, singular moment to speak with them and. And I think that's really powerful. I mean, I know you you do your own email, don't you? So um, yeah, I do. I, it's been probably a, I was going to say a month since I last emailed my list. That's not true, actually. I emailed them last week. Um, but I, yeah, I'm very sporadic. I do need to get better at doing that. But it's difficult when you're doing so many other things. You're wearing a lot of hats, and certainly when it comes to marketing, I think the marketing hat is probably the one that for a lot of people falls off the most, or the ball that gets dropped. Um, and for me, with different forms of marketing, this podcast takes priority. Um, and so email often, yeah, it often falls off off the wagon, as it were. Yeah, it's pretty tricky. But the way he talks about it and just how he sort of storytells from his own business and experiences is, is um, definitely worth, um, worth a read. Um, so, yeah, it's Do Open by David Hyatt. Thank you for that. That's another one I'm going to go and uh, look for. Certainly when it comes to the summer holidays, I do like to have a few business books on the go. So I will be adding that one to the list. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, a um, a bit of advice for anybody running their own business. Gosh, running your own business. Um, I think it does sort of go back to really know your audience, double check, just sit down, take that time out of your doing in your business to work on your business. Um, and um, and actually relates to what we were just talking about. You know, if Instagram or whichever platform you're on went down, how would you contact your um, the people who follow you? So it is somehow to think about creating your email um, database, your email list. So whether that's five people or 500 or whatever. Um, so it's um, about own, sort of owning your audience. So obviously knowing them, having that insight, we're nurturing a relationship, then it's about how do I keep track of them or how do we carry on our relationship if those social platforms went down? 
that's very good advice and not just the platforms going down but you hear horror stories of people losing access to their accounts whether they've been hacked or they've been shut down for another reason by these platforms so it's a it's a very good reminder that we we shouldn't be relying entirely upon them it doesn't matter how great they are great tools to use but make sure you've got something else as well yeah definitely and also do your um well do your security or definitely on instagram so definitely do your two-factor authentication which is in your settings I, I listen to Mossery. Oh, and, and he often, that's one of his, probably at least once a month, he, he, he mentions that, doesn't he? It's so true. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, Hannah. That's been a, a whiz through marketing, but I think it's been incredibly helpful. So hopefully everybody listening, you found that helpful as well. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.